This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 9.21 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana, Philip and Keith. Let's get a quick update on how the FBM KLCI is looking like at this time of day. It's down marginally at 0.13%, now at 1457. Singapore is also down 0.52% at 3,229. But just want to add a bit on the top 10 value board. One stock that I think is catching our attention is Catcher Digital. It's now trading at 29 cents. It's up 31% today. And I think this is on the back of news that um, Catcher Digital has completed the acquisition of the entire equity interest of iMedia Asia for 43.9 million ringgit in cash and shares. And uh, the group also said it expects to have its guidance note to status lifted after the completion of the final step in its regularization plan. So I suppose this is reactions to this uh, positive development for Catcher Digital. Yeah, I mean that the acquisition of iMedia Asia Sandia Mirha for $44 million, I think, probably is triggering a lot of activity now for that stock. Well, let's take a look at uh, what's happening over with the banking sector because every earnings season, the results of the banking sector are always watched by the investment community closely for reasons which include uh, it being a barometer of the economy and uh, the fact that banks comprise a significant weight on the FBM KLCI. Meanwhile, guidance provided by the banks for loan growth is also indicative of how businesses and households will do in the coming year. While any signs of banks setting aside capital for deteriorating asset quality is also a good forecast of future distress. So to help us decipher the recent banking sector results, we speak to Nabil Tu, Research Analyst at RHB Investment. Nabil, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. So how did the banks under your coverage perform for the last quarter of the financial year 2022? For the eight banks under our coverage, most achieved numbers that broadly met our forecasts, while Alliance Bank, Hongliang Bank and Public Bank recorded results beats. Uh, on a year-on-year basis, we saw the banks record net interest income growth from the four OPR hikes in calendar year 2022, um, but non-interest income, particularly those that are related to capital markets, were slightly subdued. Uh, the Chukai Makmo or Prosperity Tax also served to soften some of the strong performance, but at the pre-tax level, most banks recorded positive growth, with some even recording double-digit growth. And thanks, Nabil. I think you clear, give that clear distinction with those that have exposure to capital markets. But can you give us an update on which banks outperformed in terms of asset quality, loans loss coverage, NIM and loans growth, and which lagged behind? I think it's no surprise that Hongleong Bank and Public Bank had the quote-unquote strongest asset quality uh, with single-digit credit costs, sub-1% gross impact loans ratios and over 200% coverage. Uh, For net interest margin or NIM, Alliance Bank continued to record the highest NIM among banks under coverage thanks to its industry-leading CASA ratio of close to 46%. But Public Bank enjoyed the biggest NIM expansion quarter-on-quarter thanks to a more favourable CASA mix. Uh, In terms of loans growth, Affin's book grew the fastest at 15% year-on-year. That is close to triple the industry average and exceeding the bank's target of 12% for the year. Uh, Though the relatively bigger number may have been influenced by their relatively small base. The the Fed is expected to continue to raise rates further with the terminal Fed funds rate now at 5.6%. So, Nabil, how do you think B&M will respond and has the narrative for the banks changed and and have they become more positive? Our house view is for the B&M to add 25 bips to the OPR during this week's MPC meeting, 
Um, this is premised mainly on elevated core CPI inflation and also a steep weakening of the nominal effective exchange rate. As to how the remaining rate hikes in the cycle will affect the banks, most banks have guided for us to expect sub-NIM compression to begin soon. Uh, this is due to the repricing time lag wearing off. Uh, so the repricing of deposits is now catching up with that of uh, loans. Regardless, we are still keeping to our positive view on banks as we think recovering non-interest income, improving credit costs with potential overlay right banks and a normalization of the effective tax rate post Chukai Makmo could still fuel strong earnings growth for the banks this year. How has competition been for deposits? Uh, which banks are gaining share in the CASA space? Uh, insights from the banks suggest that competition for deposits still remains quite intense. But ultimately, it has tapered off slightly from what we saw in fourth quarter of calendar year last year. As most banks competed on the fixed deposits front, we saw depositors shift from CASA deposits to FDs. So it's no surprise that most banks recorded declines in their CASA balances in the recent reporting season. One of the only banks that recorded a CASA increase was Apin Bank as they were able to obtain bigger CASA deposits from government agencies and also individuals and corporate customers. Annabelle, are banks still offering loans under payment repayment assistance for now? How has this changed in fourth quarter 2022 and early 2023 versus third quarter 2022? Actually, most banks have already stopped taking new applications for COVID-19-related repayment assistance. And some banks are even stopping disclosures on the loans under repayment assistance or LURAs soon. On a quarter on quarter basis, the LURA balance for most banks was stable to marginally lower, with banks having LURAs make up a low to mid single digit portion of their total loans, as opposed to the peak of about mid to high teens in early 2022. Are you expecting more MAs in the banking space? And in particular, has there been any update on the late Tan Sri Tae Hong Piao's stake in Public Bank? Uh, while we do know that there are certain substantial shareholders of banking groups looking to exit, we also understand that M&A activities in the banking industry are usually predominantly driven by the business considerations of the banks themselves. Uh, so can't really say much there. But as for the late Tan Sri's stake in public bank, management has come out and stated that it is still early days in the determining process. And as of this moment, there are no updates as to what is going to happen to the stake. So before we let you go, Nabil, what's your call on the sector as well as your topics? We are still overweight on banks. We believe the expected compression of NIM can be offset by recovering non-interest income, improving credit costs, and a normalization of the effective tax rate. A possible game changer for the banks could be the potential write-backs of management overlay provisions that were built up throughout uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. And that would be a big boost to the bottom line, though we have yet to factor this in to our forecast at this moment. Uh, dividends are also attractive, with some banks uh, offering 7 to 8% in dividend yields. We have buy calls on the big banks, but we are more selective of the smaller banks for now. Nabil, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Nabil Tu, Research Analyst at RHB Investment Bank, giving us his outlook for the banking sector. It's 9.28 in the morning. We're heading into the 9.30am News Bulletin. And after that, on The Property Show, Keith Kam speaks to Dato N.K. Tong of the Real Estate and Housing Developers Association Malaysia. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. 
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.